to another episode of ST Talks. I'm Laura Demmer, your host, and today I'm here with ST Genetics Director of Genetic Advancement, David Kendall, and Eastern Regional Manager, Kevin Zimba. They are here today to discuss about what all happened in the April genetic evaluations for ST's color breeds. Thank you both for being here today. Uh, thanks for having me, Laura. Thank you, Laura. To start, David, what were some trends that you saw this genetic evaluation across the board for color breeds? I think the biggest one was that there was a change in type composites. And this, in fact, impacted all the color breeds. It impacted jerseys the most. We saw between a $15 to $25 net merit drop for all jersey bulls related to this change in the type composite. The crossbred bulls, the stamina bulls, they took a more significant hit. Brown Swiss also took a significant reduction, um, not quite as much as the jerseys. And it's interesting because it's one of those changes that's just sort of happened without anybody paying a lot of attention to it. And it's directly related to the two. Now the CDCB is actually using the index, the composites that are created by the breed associations. Before they were using composites that CDCB and USDA developed years ago. And it's kind of a little startling to me, at least, that there was this big a shift um, between the two. Another little piece that snuck in out of the Holsteins was a, a, a change in the body weight composite, which had a bit of a impact on the stamina bowls in particular. Um, and we're still trying to understand the full impacts of that, to be honest. But the biggest one was this type change. It was a 13.8% variance. It was pretty big. Yeah, that's large. All right, well, thank you for sharing that with us. On the Jersey side of things, Kevin, can you tell us about what we saw in some of the indexes that had large changes there? Yeah, um, you know, as David alluded to the fact that we saw some of that variance in, in type data and there was slight drops in uh, cheese merit, net merit, and even JPI in the industry. And um, you know, Chief, um, one of our competitors bulls had a tremendous day with additional daughters. But from our perspective, um, it's very, um, I guess, rewarding uh, to see the impact of uh, Jiggy and how his genetics um, complement a lot of what else is out there in the industry. So it's a really um, complementary place the ST can fit into a lot of breeding programs. So um, one of the things we're putting a, a lot of pride in our program right now is the fact that we're trying to achieve slightly more balance in breeding programs, um, providing customers with that opportunity to maximize fat and protein, but at the same time, try to hold health traits and JUI, even at um, sustainable levels. So um, very excited about a lot of the bulls and the direction of the industry that's especially over that uh, 700 cheese merit level. Fantastic. So can you just give us a bit of a synopsis of what happened in our Jersey portfolio? We have um, this bull named Quentin, who is at the top of our list for JPI, and we had a handful of Jiggy Sons that performed very well. Do you just want to expand on this for us? Sure, sure. And uh, Quentin is definitely, I'm glad you mentioned him, Laura, because he's probably a bull that we've been the most excited to bring into the program in, in quite some time. And when you look at him, he's a, a gallantry out of a Jiggy um, that goes back to a list of well. 
And um, the things that are really kind of make him unique is, again, he compliments a lot of the bulls in the industry, a lot of the females in the industry. Um, it's a very, he's one of only uh, two bulls. He's actually the only bull in the breed that's over uh, 700 cheese merit, um, 110 CFP, and positive for DPR, and above five for JUI. And when you think about all of those individual traits, um, those are pretty important to our dairymen. Um, solid udders, solid confirmation, uh, the metrics of cheese merit. He's plus for both percent fat and protein, uh, five on productive life and positive for DPR. And a lot of our um, um, Holstein breeders will look at bulls from a standpoint of balance. And I think Quentin kind of maybe revolutionizes the thought process within some of our Jersey breeders of how to add some of that balanced uh, profile breeding as well. Awesome. So now what about on our style side of things? Our Jersey portfolio is pretty complete on both JPI and style. So I feel like we need to talk about them. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, our goal is to have a variety of bulls that fit multiple markets. And we mentioned Quentin and and even Victor on the high JPI cheese merit oriented over 700 cheese merit side. But just like that, we want to make sure that our breeders have uh, a group of bulls that they want to use to make those high type uh, show style oriented daughters. And uh, Canadian club is probably the, the bull that's getting the most utilization right now. Um, I see him being used heavily in uh, a lot of IVF programs, we see uh, catalogs being marketed to elite females. You know, most of it is, uh, you know, on service or uh, embryos by Canadian club. Um, the Frank Bull, um, who's a victorious out of uh, Flawless, um, man, he, the daughters are getting a lot of traction. Early spring shows, I think there were two or three Franks that were in the top five at New York Spring Show. I think you're going to see that as a trend throughout this year. They're going to have a lot of frame, um, a lot more width uh, than uh, you would think. Um, and um, I think they're going to have some style and balance. And, you know, just talk a little bit about Kid Rock. I know we, we lost him uh, over the winter, and that is really unfortunate because he was just hitting his stride. But there's still semen out there on, on our route trucks and, and both uh, domestically in some of our international markets. And those daughters are just starting to cab. And I mean, the early reports are, are fantastic. They're going to have that strength. They're going to have balance, really good udders. So um, we're very excited about those bulls. And, and uh, additionally, there's two or three other bulls that our young bulls that'll be coming into the program that we'll announce throughout the year that we're pretty excited to add to the portfolio as well. Great news. So next, I just want to touch on our Brown Swiss portfolio. David, I know you have a deep love for Brown Swiss. So can you tell us what you saw on this side of things? Again, overall, Brown Swiss got touched a bit by the changes in the type composites. And when the dust settled, there was a bull that Kevin and I have liked for a long time time they can decide and we've had for about a year and I think he keeps getting missed by people he's a really well balanced bull um, really no holes to him 
we've been using them internally. We have daughters in the 630, 640 net merit range out of him already. You know, I, I think he's a bull that could be easily used on a wide variety of genetics within the breed. And I kind of hope that people start taking a look at him because he's he could be a sleeper. Kind of a, a nice surprise for us, even though we don't have any semen anymore, is Lucky Chance took a nice jump up with his proven dot with his daughter's community evaluation. And he honestly looks like he has some upward traction. You know, that's it's kind of nice to actually have a a bull that we had a lot of faith in, then we had sold semen, then he had production issues, and and he came through. And we've been gone back and actually been using him a fair amount in our IBF program, trying to get that next, you know, a little bit different high production sort of animal out of him. We've got quite a lineup of young bulls coming in right now, but I don't want to jinx them <laughs> <laughs> until they come in. Um, personally, for myself, I really like the way Famous and Foremost have been performing. Um, you know, Kevin's more in, has a bit more in touch with what's going on in the showing there, and he can elaborate on that. But oh my gosh, I think Foremost was one of the, the most surprising acquisitions that has stud has done in a long time with an older bull. And my hat's off to Kevin because he was responsible for that, and, and thanks to Ken Maine for allowing us to work with him because. This guy is really for real. He's doing some really nice stuff out there. Awesome. Well, Kevin, do you want to touch a little bit on our style sires for Brown Swiss? Yeah, yeah, sure. And I, I think uh, I, famous and foremost, for sure, are definitely both of the, both the present and future. Um, the one thing that's nice is both of them, we know what we're going to get with milking daughters. Um, that makes it really uh, easy to um, fit them in. Um, famous can make that show cut, that high style, that open rib, and then puts on a tremendous udder. And then foremost, you know, um, that tremendous strength, that extreme balance, that beautiful breed character through the head and neck, and then uh, lights out udders. So it's really nice to have both of those bulls. And right alongside bulls like Secret Weapon and Mr. Dependable, um, gives us kind of a nice, well-rounded lineup. I mean, we've actually been really fortunate that even bulls like uh, Kickstart and Trickshot are bulls that have um, been used by some of our high-type breeders um, as kind of a complement to add a little bit of production. And we've seen some nominations uh, come from those two sires, and it's really neat. And I think a bull, um, Dairy Star, is a bull that um, David and I both really, really like. And I, I genuinely believe he can make a very similar kind of really high-end cow, especially if he's used on something with a little bit of style and, and uh, uh, a little bit more flash. And he'll add a little bit of production and, and whip to the rear udder. Yeah, I think you guys both had mentioned that the last time we had this discussion too. So hopefully looking forward to seeing that soon. So on the Ayrshire side of things, we have two sires who performed well, Lucky and Jack. David, can you expand on their genetic offering? Yeah, Lucky's actually one of those bulls that I think has an offer beyond just the Ayrshire. You know, he's a bull that would complement into a lot of the people who are looking at rotational crossbreeding with breads. Using him, they have proven North American genetics. Uh, there's no bulls in this guy. And he actually just continues to creep up. And I really, he's one of those bulls that I really like, but I hate to admit this because I'm definitely a production-oriented guy, but I got to tell you, um, 
Jack. Jack is one of those bulls that just really gets you <laughs> super intrigued because you look at his pedigree and there's some style in there, but you look at the bull and you look at the way his genomics have come up and this guy is batting way over his average for what he can bring to, to the kind of a show ring sort of thing. And Kevin made him, Kevin's responsible for our style program. He made him a style and my hat's off to, to him on this one because this guy is, could be something special. Some, a bull that's gonna bring a lot of production to show calves, you know, to that upward cut, to the just a beautiful dairy rib, beautiful movement. I like this guy a lot, you know. And commercial guys should could give could use them a little bit and get some flash in their herds too. <laughs> so now, what about our high uh, PTI sire solution? Solution is again one of those bulls that has such a great fit in any place that, particularly in the rotational grazing or rotational crossbreds, whether it's grazing yes. or, or whether it's in confinement. Um, and one of those things that I think that we need to, to express to people is we've just announced that we we released ultra pure, right? So you take a bull like solution, it's ultra pure, high purity, ultra plus, excuse me, high purity. You got a credible combination that you're not going to get from anybody else for that quality of genetics to get you the females that you need in your herd solution. Man, he just fits. He's economical. He's going to make a lot of heifers. He's going to sell a lot of cows for you. Again, I think that's something that people are missing out on if they don't look at solution for those or lucky and throw some jack in there. too. I think that's actually a really good point is the fact that all of the color breeds, jerseys, brown Swiss, Ayrshire's, Guernseys, even milking shorthorns, they are produced at the uh, ultra plus high purity um, so the goal has always been with that program with the color breeds is that um, we know that the value of a heifer um, has the most uh, resonating value with those breeders using color breed genetics. So we want to maximize uh, their opportunities to make females on their best females and um, maximize the fertility. Um, so that's a, that's a really good segue. Yeah, 100%. And even noting that our beef sires are also in ultra plus um, for male semen as well to utilize that. Um, so on just getting back to it now, I guess, but on the Guernsey side of things, we have a handful of well-rounded sires um, who this genetic evaluation stood out to you. I'm guessing David wants to take this one. Yeah, and we got to get Josie on here one of these days because she's the other passion person about Guernsey's. But I, we've got a very strong Guernsey lineup. We're very aggressive in our Guernsey sampling. If anybody's watching this or listening to this, please reach out to Josie and myself because we do look to test. We need to test a lot more in the Guernsey breed, both females and males. And from that program, we actually have Hurricane. Hurricane is by far the highest PTI bull out there. He brings a complete package, lots of production. Um, his daddy was Toby Keith, who was one of the first bulls that we actually brought in out of the genomics program that Josie got hooked up with Cooley Crest on. Um, again, Sean, that's two generations of selection through sampling, you know, with ST and our belief in the Guernsey program. James Dean is another, is a bull that, man, you ever get that feeling that once in a while you're going to have, it's sort of like with Jack here on the Ayrshire, you get this feeling of this bull that's probably going to even bring more to the table than you expect. You know, we brought in brought him in because of his style and because of his mama and because of that show ring appeal that 
you look at his genomics and he actually has that potential to, to take that jump up. And the, the earlier reports that we're getting on his calves, they're special, they're getting people's attention, you know, and that gets us excited. Unfortunately, this is the first time in like seven years that we don't have Vladimir on the price list. We are completely out of Vladimir semen. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's, Vladimir was the bull that really launched the ST program into prominence and he did a tremendous job for us. And I miss the old guy and I always wish we had more semen on him. It is what it is. Well, my last question to wrap up today's podcast is for the entire Color Breeds portfolio, what was one thing that truly got you excited this genetic proof run? What was one thing that you're just, you know, excited for the future, excited to use a sire or even on the female side of things for ST? Uh, for me, it's direction. Um, I think, um, you know, David kind of talked about we're the only uh, AI organization out there that has an internal creation program for each of these breeds. Um, and that's important to us. It's important to our, our CEO, Juan Moreno. It's important to each of the uh, members of our sire development and creation team. Um, so what we're trying to do is actually make genetic progress for some of these breeds where they may have smaller populations. And um, that's in tr truly been an exciting portion um, in, in each facet. Uh, from the Jersey side, I think, you know, we talked about Quentin, we talked about Victor a little bit. I really truly believe in that balanced breeding profile and approach and seeing it kind of come to light and still um, have high ranking bulls for cheese merit with maybe not as much extremes, but having that balanced profile that are going to fit, that gets me really excited. It's, it's set up, um, especially in the Jersey breed, to complement the pedigrees that are already out there. And that, for me, is really important. I think for me, actually, it's not right now. It's not the immediate thing in the Brown-Swiss breed, but it's what we have coming up in our internal program. We have a, a lot of females that we're excited to be working with. Um, the lucky chances we have some early Pontiacs, which hopefully we'll be coming back and talking about him in the future. Sega's worked tremendously well for us. Thanks to Mitch Kaplman for letting us work with that guy. Um, martinis, trick shots, candesides. We have, have a really great portfolio of heifers that's going to allow us to go to that next level. And I think... Again, going back to what just Kevin says, Juan, had, Juan Marino has a very serious affection for the brown Swiss breed, and we really want to help the brown Swiss breed. We want to help grow <clears throat> the brown Swiss breed, and I, and I get excited when I see that. I'm excited by Hurricane. How can you not be excited by Hurricane if you're a Guernsey person? Again, don't forget Ultra, or ultra Plus and High Purity. You know, that's a great combination. Um, Ayrshire's solution, man, I, I can't, it frustrates me. Come on, people, look at him, use him. He's there, he's real. <laughs> In the one bowl, we, we didn't say much about the Shorthorn program, but the side rides are really catching people's eyes. They are really catching people's eyes. And I, we're, again, people, there's a limited amount of side ride semen, so go grab it because you're going to be surprised, or not surprised, I mean, uh, really like the way those calves are coming together. 
And a great thank you to Matt Hankus for letting us work with that bull because uh, he's a good one. Awesome. Well, overall, the future looks bright for our color breed program. So just to wrap this all up, I just want to thank you both for joining us today and giving us your opinions and insight into the April proof run and the genetic portfolio for ST Genetics. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. This was another episode of ST Talks. If you liked what you heard, you can find more episodes on your favorite podcast platform by searching ST Talks or ST Genetics. And if you want to learn more about ST Genetics, visit our website at stgen.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.